0: I remember many years ago singing that song, God is so good. But Don't you like it better, God, you're so good? Because it's focused on God. It's a prayer to God. And we need to be praying to God. We need to be praying His Word. And I'm so blessed. That's another truth that Chuck has communicated recently. I appreciate Chuck. He's going to be leading worship one more time as our worship pastor, as our music director, next Sunday. And then, Lord willing, after that, we'll have a supply or an interim that's going to be leading us in worship. I know we have mixed emotions. We hate to see Chuck go. But if God is leading him in that direction, then I think we need to honor that. We can't make him do it anyway. uh, But we certainly do appreciate his 45 years of service. He has been a blessing indeed. And what Chuck says in the article and He said it many times. He just said it just a moment ago. He says he's been tremendously blessed. And I have too. I was 17 years in my previous church as a pastor and had a a great music director. And 13 years here, I've had 30 years of excellent music directors. And that makes a big difference for a pastor. And we're going to do it later on, but I just want us to express our appreciation to Chuck for his 45 years of ministry. And we are going to be having an excellent meal right after the service. Uh, The good news is that this morning when I was making my rounds, Sunday School Life Groups, I went into a class and and there was a class where there was homemade coffee cake. And I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So I I got a piece of coffee cake and brought it back to my office. But as I was going back to my office, somebody walked up with me and, and gave me a pound cake. And I was thinking as they were giving it to me, I can eat this later. But it was warm. <laughs> so I took that cake to my office as well. More good news: I'm not extremely hungry, so I can preach for a long time this morning. <laughs> but more good news: I believe in the golden rule, doing to others as you would have them do unto you. So I'm not going to preach long this morning. Who's clapping? <laughs> This morning, I'm going to talk about example. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 17, Paul said, Brethren, join in following my example. And although Chuck is very humble and he would would not uh, necessarily agree with me or want me to say this, I think that we have a good example and have had a good example in Chuck for a long, long time. We're going to talk about some characteristics of a good example from Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. If you'll turn there, this might be the only time you have to turn this morning. That would be strange, would it not? Philippians chapter 2, beginning to read at verse number 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, we need to have the same mind as Christ. We need to have the same attitude as Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to talk about some of his characteristics. talks about his attitude. In in verse number 6, it says, Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. As we look at this portion of Scripture, we see some characteristics of Jesus as he is a good example for us. Number one, he was servant-minded. Look at verse 6, it says, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. In other words, He was God. He was in heaven. And He could have stayed there, but He did not grasp that. Instead, He made Himself of no reputation, taking the form of a what? Of a servant, a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. In other words, Jesus was servant-minded. And aren't we supposed to be servant-minded? There are a lot of people in in executive levels that are talking about servant leadership now. Guess what? The Bible's talked about servant leadership for many, many years. We need to be servant-minded like the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes on to talk about the fact that he's humble, or that he was humble, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. Humility is one of, of the characteristics that we need to have if we're going to be a good example. And then it goes on to say, He humbled Himself and became obedient to the point of death. Obedience is another characteristic of a good example. And then finally, it says, To the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Jesus was sacrificial. He was willing to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. So as we look at Jesus, He was servant minded, He was humble, He was obedient, and He was sacrificial. Wouldn't you agree that Jesus was a good example? But Paul goes on to talk about some other examples. He he talks about his own example in, in the next several verses. And what I want you to do is just look at verse number 17 where Paul is talking about his ministry, his service. He says, yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Just a a couple of things right here. As I poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice, he was sacrificial. Wouldn't you agree that Paul was sacrificial? If you don't agree with that, take your Bibles, not now, because I told you you wouldn't have to turn today. Read sometimes 2 Corinthians chapter 11. It talks about Paul and what he went through. He was stoned, he was beaten, he was shipwrecked, He, he did this, he did that. He went through a lot for the sake of ministry. He was a sacrificial individual. But he was also servant-minded. Notice it says, in service of your faith. He was always serving people, especially by sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. But he was servant-minded. So Paul, his example, he was sacrificial, and he was servant-minded. There's another example coming up next, Timothy. Beginning to read verse number 19, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he has served with me in the gospel. Therefore I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me, but I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. Some characteristics of Timothy, who was a good example. Verses 19 through 20, he was caring. He, he basically, Paul said of Timothy, uh, that in verse number 20, I have no, mind, no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Don't you think it's important for us to care about people? And, and Timothy was unusual in that he sincerely cared for the church at Philippi. So he was caring, but he was also sacrificial. Verse number 21, For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus of Jesus Christ. In other words, he, Paul was saying that many, many people, they seek their own good. They are selfish. They're taking care of themselves. But not Timothy. He was not concerned about his own self, he was concerned about taking care of the needs of others. And he was willing to sacrifice his own needs for others. If you look back at the first couple of verses in Philippians chapter 2, it talks about that. It says in verse number 3, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or compete, conceit, but in loneliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you not look out for his own interests only, but also for the interests of others. We should be more concerned about the interest of others, the well-being of others, than we are about our own. And Timothy was that way. He was sacrificial, looking after others' needs rather than his own. He was also servant-minded. Verse number 22, You know his proven character that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. So Timothy also was servant-minded especially in sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Another example is Epaphroditus. How would you like to be named Epaphroditus? Verses 25 and following, Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick, almost unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I send him the more eagerly, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem. Because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Three characteristics of Epaphroditus, who was also a good example. Number one, he was servant-minded. Notice the last phrase of verse number 25. Your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, who served me, is what Paul was saying. He was an individual that was focused on serving. He was servant-minded. He was also caring, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. He cared uh, about the people at Philippi. He did not want them to be concerned about him. He wanted them to be at peace and so on. So he was caring, and he was also sacrificial. Verses 29 to 30. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem, because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. In other words, he was willing to do what it took, even if it meant that he was going to get sick and almost die. He wanted to serve so much. He was sacrificial. Now I would imagine that that some of you have seen a, a, a pattern here. We're talking about the example of Jesus. We're talking about the example of Paul, the example of Timothy, the example of Epaphroditus. And each and every one of them had two characteristics. One, they were servant-minded, and two, they were sacrificial. Servant-minded and sacrificial. If we want to be good examples, we too need to be servant-minded and sacrificial. So we're looking at good examples here. Jesus, of course, is the ultimate example. We're looking at Paul. We're talking about Timothy. We're looking at Epaphroditus, and then we're looking at Chuck. And from my perspective, 13 years ministering with him he would have those two characteristics. Now he's shaking his head. Yeah, I just want to make it clear this is not in the Bible. But my opinion is that Chuck has been servant-minded. He's always serving and sacrificial. He's willing to do what it takes and has a good attitude in the process. I know um, on Thursday nights he has praise teams. He's been very faithful in doing that in the last 12 years or so. But do you know what Thursday is? Chuck's day off. He's up here every Thursday night on his day off. Is that sacrificial? Is that something you would like to do? But I think Chuck, again, is servant-minded and sacrificial. But you know, we need to have the same attitude. When it it says in in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It's talking to each and every one of us. It's not just talking to people in ministry. It's not just talking to people that lived a long time ago. Each and every one of us need to have the attitude of Jesus Christ, the mindset of Jesus Christ. And two of the main things, according to this chapter, is that we need to be servant-minded and we need to be sacrificial. Now, the ultimate example is not Chuck. He would say that very quickly. The ultimate example is Jesus Christ. Wouldn't you agree with that? And as we look at the end of his life, which is reflected here in Philippians chapter 2, basically he did two things. Number one, he washed the feet of his disciples. Was he servant-minded? He certainly was. And he said, you have seen my example. If you do the same thing, you're going to be happy indeed. We're the happiest when we serve. We really are. So we need to be servant-minded. But what's the next thing he did over the next couple days? After he washed the disciples' feet, that took place during the last supper, the last meal, and, and then he went to Gethsemane, he was betrayed, uh, he was tried, he was scourged, he was crucified. Sacrificial? That's what that was all about. In fact, I think that Jesus suffered more than anybody has ever suffered before, not just physically, but also emotionally, separated from the Father for a while, and also spiritually. He bore upon himself the sins of everybody who has ever lived and ever will live. So did he sacrifice? He certainly did, greatly. We need to to recognize the example of Jesus Christ. He was servant-minded. He was sacrificial, and we need to be the same. 1 Corinthians 11.1, Paul basically said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That goes for us too, does it not? We should be living in such a way that we can say to people around us, you live like me and you're going to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. None of us are there. None of us are perfect. But the good news is that as we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The good news is that through an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ, we we become more and more like him. And as a result, we too are more servant-minded and we are more sacrificial. So we need to learn from the Lord Jesus Christ and follow his example. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 16, 24, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We need to have the same attitude as Jesus Christ. We need to follow Jesus Christ. We need to be willing to, to deny ourselves, take up his cross, and follow him. That means we're going to be servant-minded, and it definitely means that we're going to be sacrificial. Now, I started off talking from Philippians chapter 3 about Paul saying, brethren, you need to follow my example. And then we go back to chapter 2 where there are examples. There are the examples of Jesus and Paul and Timothy and Epaphroditus, and, and Chuck's not in that particular chapter. But we see these examples. And then in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 14, Paul says this, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark or the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, I'm not there yet. I'm not perfect. But I certainly want to forget the past, confess and repent and put it behind me. Look ahead to the future and press toward the goal of one of these days, Jesus saying to us, to you, to me, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We need to follow good examples. We also need to be good examples. And from this portion of Scripture, two primary thoughts. If we're going to be good examples, we need to be servant-minded. And if we're going to be good examples, we need to be sacrificial. Where do you fall? There. Are you servant-minded? Are you sacrificial? We're about to partake of the Lord's Supper. And, and right before the Lord's Supper is when Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. Right after the Lord's Supper is when He moved toward dying on the cross. The Lord's Supper basically celebrates His death on the cross. Because as, as we look at the Lord's Supper, His body was broken, His blood was shed so that we might be forgiven, so that we might have everlasting life. We need to follow the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. In just a second, we're going to sing, we're going to have the Lord's Supper, and then after that, we're going to have a recognition for Chuck. But let's focus right now on the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate example, who was a servant, who sacrificed for you and for me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the actions of Jesus Christ, his willingness to come down from heaven, to become a servant, to suffer, to die, so that we might have everlasting life and life more abundant. We're grateful, Lord, for what you've done for us. And and this partaking of the Lord's Supper is an opportunity for us to give thanks for what you have done. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.